praise his name forevermore. We're joining with the angels in heaven. And we're joining with those living creatures around the throne right now. There's only one that's worthy of our life. There's only one that's worthy to open the scrolls. That's what they said in Revelation. And there's only one who all the nations of the world belong to. It's his inheritance. All the nations belong to Jesus. And all the nations and all the kings of this world will bow before the King of Kings. I just want to I just want to pray this blessing over you. There's this song called The Blessing. Quiero orar esta oración sobre ti. Hay una canción que se llama Una bendición. And it's been really blessing me. Y me ha bendecido a mí. And I don't know, I feel something on that. I mean, it's just gone around the world in a short amount of time. Esta canción ha ido alrededor del mundo en un tiempo muy corto. And I believe there's something on it that the Lord is doing. And I just want to take the words, they're all straight out of Scripture. And I want to bless you right now. The Lord bless you and keep you make his face shine upon you be gracious to you the Lord turn his face toward you give you peace come on give you peace may his favor be upon you in a thousand generations your family and your children and their children and their children may his presence go before you and behind you and beside you all around you and within you he is with you he's with you in the morning in the evening in your coming and you're going when you go to the grocery store if you get a shipment from Amazon come on in your weeping in your rejoicing he's for you he's for you, amen I tell you what this week the Lord convicted me so much there's a lot going on in our nation hay muchas cosas pasando en nuestra nación there's a lot going on in us personally personalmente en nuestras familias maybe people you know quizás gente que tú conoces there's a lot going wrong hay muchas cosas que no están saliendo bien there's a lot you can be upset about cosas que tendríamos que estar enojados al respecto there's a lot that you can call out as bad or evil hay muchas cosas que podríamos llamar malo and I was kind of stewing a lot and I was upset and 
And the Lord spoke to me this week. Y el Señor me habló esta semana. And he said, bless and do not curse. Me dijo, Bendice y no he maldigas. said, I will overcome evil with good. Yo voy a vencer al mal do con not el repay bien. evil with evil. No pagues al mal con he el said, mal. vengeance is mine. La venganza es mía. Do not repay evil for evil. No pagues el mal con el mal. Bless and do not curse. Bendice y no maldigas. And I, I, I believe that right now there's something about blessing. Yo creo que hay algo sobre that God la wants to release through the church que el Señor quiere in our nation. A través de la iglesia sobre nuestra And I want you to think about people right now that you are upset with. Politicians that you may not agree with. Políticos con lo que no Policies estás de acuerdo. that you may hate right now. Cosas que tú no estés de acuerdo y que odies ahora People mismo. on Facebook that you debated. La gente en Facebook con la cual has entrado en desacuerdo. Come on, and I want you to bless them right now. Yo quiero que los bendigas ahora I want you mismo. to look up the words to this song. Yo quiero que mires las and palabras I want you to canción. turn to them and say, bless you. Yo quiero que mires y bless digas, your family. Bendigo tu bless familia. your kids. Bendigo tus hijos. All right, I'm going there right now. Me estoy yendo allí ahora mismo. Are you ready? ¿Estás listo? Maybe you don't like President Trump. Quizás no te gusta el Presidente Trump. We bless you, President Trump. We bless Presidente, your family. Tu familia. We bless their kids. Sus hijos. To a thousand generations. Hasta mil generaciones. Hey, guess what? Maybe you don't like Nancy Pelosi. Quizás no te gusta Nancy Pelosi. Bless you, Nancy. Te bless you, Nancy, Nancy Pelosi. Pelosi. <laughs> bless your family. Bendecimos tu familia. Bless your children. Tus hijos. Bless their Whoa. children. Sus hijos. Whoa. Bless you, Chuck Schumer. Te bendecimos, Chuck Schumer. Come on. Bless you, Cooper. Te Come on, Governor Cooper, we bless you. Cooper, lo we bless you in the name of Jesus. We bless your family. We bless your children. Tus hijos. To a thousand generations. Their children. Sus hijos. The blessing of the Lord be released in this nation. This nation is called to be a blessing. Esta ha sido to all the nations of the earth. And we're releasing a blessing right now. Blessing for cursing. We will not curse. No vamos a maldecir. Every evil thing Cada cosa conspired against your people conspired against us will bow. And we bless you in the name of Jesus. We bless you. We bless you in the name of Jesus. Every curse we bless. We bless the person that is cursing. We bless that person. We bless that person releasing witchcraft. We bless them in the name of Jesus. Let the blessing overwhelm you and overtake you. And Lord, let, the face, let your face shine upon them. And give them peace. Yes. Hey, Will. As you were praying that, I mean, just, this, just to reinforce that, just to agree with that. I mean, just declaring this is not a flesh and blood thing. It's not a flesh and blood thing. It is against powers and principles. No es una lucha contra sangre carne. Realm. And it also says God so loved the world. Dice que Dios right? amó Not just mundo. our fellow brothers and sisters, but God no so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. El amó al mundo that whosoever, whosoever believes in him todo Everything se va a arrodillar to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. 
al Señor de señores al nombre que es sobre todo nombre al nombre que es sobre todo nombre gracias Jesús yeah, you're overcoming every evil intended every evil every disease everything that's happened because of this you're overcoming it with your goodness lo vas a vencer con la bondad de él thank you Jesus all right we're, we're going to do communion vamos a tomar comunión because it's at the cross that he made peace isn't it it's at the cross that he disarmed every principality and power isn't it made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them in it it's at the cross that he released healing mm. healing of the nations yes. healing to your body healing for covid healing for every disease every disease bows at the name of Jesus so right now we're believing together as we take communion together we're remembering we're remembering the cross we're remembering his body and his blood and everything that it accomplished alright so let's take his body together Lord, we remember your body that was broken. Remember that it was beaten and whipped and scourged. Thank you. In Jesus. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for the communion. Gracias por la comunión. The common union. La unión. Thank you for the union we have right now with la, one another and with you. La unión que tenemos entre nosotros, uno that con nothing can stop. Y contigo, que nada no puede man parar. can take away. No hombre, ningún hombre puede quitarla. And we bless you in Jesus' name. Let's take the cup together. Tomemos la copa juntos. Amen. Bless you, bless you, bless you. Dios te bendiga. Amén. La traducción comienza, hermanos. Actually, I'm not preaching today. We're going to have an amazing message from Marlon Magusu. But I do have an announcement I wanted to give. Yesterday, uh, it was announced that a federal district judge uh, declared that the uh, the church, uh, that, you know, the executive order that Governor Cooper put on the church about not being able to meet inside with no more than 10 people was, was not constitutional. And so uh, he's, you know, declared judicial authority over that executive order. And uh, Governor Cooper responded by saying he was not going to appeal that. So as of yesterday, the church has uh, legal from the legal perspective, from the government's perspective, uh, being given permission to assemble again. So that's where we are. Um, we're, we, you know, we I had a conversation with our elders uh, last night, and actually we had a couple of conversations, or one conversation uh, this past week about opening the church and what we were believing the Lord was, was speaking to us. And... Um, I feel, and, and I, the elders are, are in agreement, that we will reopen our church on Pentecost Sunday. And that will be on uh, May the 31st. So 
we we were by no means ready to reopen it today and the reason we're waiting to Pentecost Sunday is because I believe uh, that the Lord spoke to me that that was the time we were supposed to open the church. I felt like he spoke that to me last last week. Uh, and at the time, we weren't sure what that was going to look like uh, because, you know, at the time, we were under an order from the government not to. So, but anyways, we were feeling like God was giving us a little bit different thought. So... Uh, we plan to reopen on Pentecost Sunday. Uh, what that's going to look like, we do not know yet. Okay, so that has to be worked out. And, you know, I'm happy to meet and pile everybody on top of me, uh, but I'm not the only person involved in making this service happen. We need to talk to everybody who's involved in this and get their input, and talk to with the elders, get their input, and then we were going to come up with a plan on what that's going to look like on Pentecost Sunday. And you will certainly know that before, way before then, what to expect. So um, what I'm asking you to do today is to pray. Pray for us. We, uh, I believe the Lord told me this when I, when I felt like he spoke to me uh, last Sunday about open, reopening on Pentecost Sunday was that he will, have, he will give us the answers. The answers are there for us when we need them. And so I believe that we do have the answers for the Lord right now. We don't need them right this moment, but we will have them. So I'm asking for your, for your prayers, for your wisdom, uh, anything the Lord may reveal to you, please contact me and, and give me your thoughts. Uh, again, we have no, none of the details worked out, um, but we will. God will give it that to us. So God bless you. And so I look forward for us to come together as a church again and begin to, f to function as the body of Christ again. I believe we're going to begin to function as the bride of Christ. So let's, uh, let's thank God for that, for that judge, and, and like Will said, continue blessing the government and not cursing them. And so we got Marlon, who is just a special uh, man, uh, a spiritual son of River Life. Um, I love Marlon. I have a wonderful relationship with him. And for years, and so I feel like Rob, uh, Marlon has something to give us today. Uh, so I think one of the things I want you to, I want you to do. Uh, I noticed this about Marlon's preaching over the years. Marlon preaches more from an impartation perspective, more prophetically, less a, less of a teacher, but more of a prophetic impartation. So open your hearts up to receive. So Father, we open our hearts up today. We put our catcher's mitts on today to receive a download from heaven. I just ask you to do that. I pray for the anointing that's in Marlon already would just rise up in him. I pray for the anointing that has, has been on him, the mantle that would come down on Marlon right now in Jesus' name. We release him to speak the word of the Lord and bring a heavenly word, a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge that can shift our hearts and shift our thinking and get us more in alignment with the heart of the Lord Jesus Christ, the God Almighty Father, and the mighty Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, Byron. Amen. Well, it's good to see you guys. By faith, obviously. But uh, someone get right into it. No more like cracking jokes a little bit before I begin, but I'm just going to get right into it. Um, something that the Lord has really impressed in my heart, I, li I like to say maybe the last couple of weeks, 
has been um, what he says in First Samuel 30. Where he says, and David strengthened himself in the Lord. And David strengthened himself in the Lord. And no matter how much I wanted to shake that off, it's just been revibrating, I mean, just been vibrating my spirit continuously. And I just want you to hear that. And David strengthened himself in the Lord. And as you can tell in these times that we're living in, there's so many uncertain things, unpredictable things that we do not know. I see there's so much fear that has invaded the nations, not just the United States, but the nations, plural. And obviously, fear does not come from the Lord. Okay? There is a wisdom which is in the fear of the Lord, but there's another flood that comes from the enemy, which makes everything irrational. Even those things that might not happen, we somehow take it and believe that it might or it will happen. Which to me sounds like a different prophetic voice other than the prophetic voice of the Holy Spirit. And what we're being called to hear this morning is to hear a different narrative that comes from Holy Spirit. The very gift of the Father that was given to us. The very God himself who was given to us. That we may walk this life never alone and never abandoned. Not as orphans, but as sons and daughters of a loving father. You got to hear that. Of a loving father. Of a loving father. Not any less, not any more. Of a loving father. That is the truth that you need to hear. We have a loving father. And David in his relationship that he had with the Lord. You could tell in these particular verses that I'm about to read. This is not the first time that he had done this part. But this was a habitual practice that he had done where he continuously knew how to strengthen himself in the Lord. Whether he was in the high places or in the low places. And what I'm about to read is in the low places. And I feel like right now where we are, we're all in this boat together. With some of us have been shaken to the very core. Maybe some of us have lost jobs. Okay, maybe some of us are losing marriages in the process. Okay, maybe some of us have lost loved ones through this COVID-19. So in terms of the shaking that has happened, we're being shaken right now to the very core. But yet, but yet we're called by the Holy Spirit to strengthen ourselves in the Lord. Now, 1 Samuel 30, verse 1 through 6 says this. It says, three days later when David, okay, this is about the Amalekites, okay? Um, David had just finished having a great victory. He's coming back home to celebrate. And it goes this, it says, three days later when David and his men arrived home at the town of Ziglag, they found the Amalekites have made a raid into the Negev and the Ziglag. They had crushed Ziglag and burned it to the ground. I'm sure some of you feel like that. If you've lost your job, you feel like those mortgage payments, there's no way they're going to make themselves. Okay? Those gas bills, electric bills, and all that stuff. 
So think about that in terms of everything that has happened. Okay. You came from a place where things were good, and then all of a sudden, just out of the blue, boom, disaster comes upon. Okay? And this is what happened to David. Disaster came upon him. He didn't come home thinking that there would be any situation. It was sudden for him. He came and he was going, everything is burned down. Not only that, he's going to say, they had carried off the women and the children and everyone else. Just think about that. Think about how our kids are being displaced right now. The normal rhythms that they had of life. All of a sudden, completely disrupted. I remember my school, the week of spring break, right before spring break. Here I am looking at these kids going, I don't know what is actually going to happen. They didn't know what was going to happen. Everybody thought, hey, listen, we're going to have a week of spring break. We're going to come back. But I'm telling you what. None of us expected that part. It went from a week to two weeks to three weeks to indefinite. And I could look, all I could do is imagine those kids in their minds what they were thinking. That their routine that they've had most all the time, all of a sudden it's all disrupted. Without really seeing when the end will be. So, so all those children and the women, they've been carried out. They've been carried away. Then it goes on for three. It says, when David and his men saw the ruins and realized what had happened to their families, they wept until they could weep no more. I don't even know what kind of weeping that is. I don't know what kind of weeping that is, I'm telling you, people. I mean, that is, that is a depth of despair and destitution and heartbrokenness that I can't even, I can't even begin to describe. And he goes on to say, David's two wives, Ahinoam from Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal from Carmel, were among those captured. David was not in great danger because all his men were very bitter about losing their sons and daughters. I can imagine if you have your own business and you're having to find a way to either keep the business afloat. Or maybe even close it down. And the people that are actually depending on that business to take care of their families. Just think about that. And here's this man. All of a sudden, they've lost all their, they've lost everything. Their houses. The kids. Their wives are gone. And they say they turn around they were bitter. So you could be that CEO that's how to make really tough decisions. And everybody's looking at you like, why did you have to do that part? And he goes on to say, David was not, I'm going to keep on, I'm going to read that one more time. He says, David was not in great danger because all his men were very bitter about losing their sons and daughters. And they began to talk about stoning him. But David found strength in his God, is what he says. But David found strength in the Lord his God. I'm just going to let, I'm going to sit there for a minute. I just want that to really sink in your heart. You got people that have lost their families. They wept until they can't weep no more. Now they have turned all their anger and their bitterness towards David. And what he says about David is, and David strengthened himself in, his, in the Lord, his God. 
And I felt like the Holy Spirit is saying to us this morning. Allow him to teach you how to strengthen yourself during these times we're living in. Allow him to be the very foundation that you stand on. Not the foundation of the economy or the world. Not the foundation of your job. Not the foundation of your house. But the foundation of Holy Spirit himself. That he may teach you how to strengthen yourself in the Lord. And this is not something that you just do in one day. This is something that David cultivated over the years since he was a teenager. Singing psalms and praises and, I mean, lamentations and you name it. David was wide open. He was completely always bare before the Lord. If he was angry, he expressed it. If he was depressed, he expressed it. If he was in fear, he expressed it. But he never stayed in that place either. Because he knew how to find the Lord in the midst of that. Here's something the Lord has done with me over the years. Anytime in a situation where I feel fear coming in, panic coming in, I hear the Holy Spirit whispering, can you find the Lord in this storm? Can you find the Lord in the midst of what you're going through? And it's not easy. It's not easy to try to find the Lord in the midst of when everything seems like it's falling apart. Okay, so I'm, I'm not saying this in a loose way, in an arrogant way. But I just want to encourage you. The Holy Spirit will absolutely help you find the Lord in the midst of what you are in. In the midst of all this uncertainty that we are facing right now. So over the years, what the Lord has done, and to help me, to teach me, to disciple me, is whenever I'm in a tough situation, Holy Spirit will direct me to praise and worship, will direct me to speaking in tongues, will direct me to the very word itself, and he will let me feed off of those things that bring life, those things that bring nourishment, those things that make me fly like an eagle. Now those things are going to make me peck like a chicken for looking for scraps and scratching the ground. But he helps me so, so high that I can see the storm from above. It doesn't mean that the storm is gone, but I can see the storm from above and I can find the Lord in the midst of it. And that can carry me through. Just like the disciples were in the Sea of Galilee, they were in panic when Jesus was in the boat. They were panicked and Jesus was in the boat until somebody came and said, Lord, you're going to let us die. In the midst of it, they found the Lord in the midst of it. And guess what Jesus did? He calmed the storm. He got them to the other side. Anyways, anyways, Shikamuabam, Lord. Lord, help me this morning. So my message is not really long. What I'm going to do for the rest of the time is read the word, read scripture, because I just love reading scripture. Because it's something that is released into our hearts. When the spirit and the word come together, there's a dynamic power that enters uh, into our hearts. And builds our faith or activates the faith in places where we do not have it. 
Well, we begin to breathe again. We believe. We begin to believe again. We begin to have new eyes to see, new ears to hear, a new heart to perceive. Where we unlock the treasures that are hidden in Christ Himself, the manifest wisdom, the unfailing love, the tender mercies, the endless graces. Ooh. Where we rediscover the cross again. Where we actually know the power of his blood. Where we get to see the manifest power of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Ooh, help me, Lord, this morning. Here's what it says in 2 Timothy. Starting from verse Chapter 4, verse 15 through 17. Okay, this is Paul talking to his spiritual son. Again, okay, Paul at this point, when he would speak about that, he was just bringing back to remembrance that the, the one person that really hurt him so bad. And he was trying to encourage Timothy through that part. Because this was his own experience. And you know, some of the, the things that we go through, and the experiences and the gold nuggets and the diamond nuggets that we get out of that is what we can actually add all those treasures that are put in us. That's how we get to share that stuff. I don't know whether you caught that one. Out of those deep places where you go through storms and you go through difficulties, where you go through hardship, you go through stuff that... Oh my goodness, like, Lord, I do not know how I'm going to make it. But yet in the midst of it, you find the Lord and you get all these nuggets that he deposits in you. And it's the same nuggets that you're actually able to share and give. Just the same way Christ gave himself. You get to pull out of that and give it to somebody. And that's what Paul's doing. Paul's taking out of that part and giving it to Timothy, saying, Timothy, here's something that I got out of that difficulty. Here's something that I got out of that Bad situation that wounded me terribly. He says, be careful for him. For he fought against everything we said. The first time I was brought before the judge, no one came with me. Everyone abandoned me. May he not be counted against them. But the Lord stood with me and gave me strength so that I might preach the good news in its entirety for all the Gentiles to hear. And he rescued me from sudden death. Just think about that. The nugget that just steamed the guy from Paul. Of the hardship. Where he goes. Timothy. I want to tell you. Yes. It was difficult. Yes. I felt completely abandoned. Yes. Nobody came with me. Yes. He wounded me really bad. But here is something I want you to know. And the Lord stood by me and strengthened me. Okay. Psalms 28, 7 through 9. It says this. The Lord is my strength and my shield. I just, I just want you to 
He said, my imagination runs wild. Just think about King David. And imagine him writing these psalms that he's writing. And sometimes I'm wondering, was it in a particular situation that he's in? Or was it like a meditation or a reflection that he was doing? And out of that, there was just this overflow that was coming, that he was tapping into. He was tapping into heaven. He was tapping into the Father's heart, tapping into what he was saying and just reflecting on it and just crying out and going, the Lord is my strength and my shield. I trust him with all my heart. He helps me and my heart is filled with joy. I bust out with songs of thanksgiving. The Lord gives his people strength. He is a safe fortress for his anointed king. Save your people. Bless Israel, your special possession. Lead them like a shepherd and carry them in your arms forever. I'm not going to get too much into that. Psalms 46, 1 through 5. Says God is our refuge and strength. All is ready to help us in times of trouble. I just want you to hear that. God is our refuge and strength. Always ready to help us in times of trouble. It didn't say catch, it didn't say, oh, he catches him off guard. And then he remembers. It is all of a sudden he wakes up from his nap and he goes, oh, wait, I'm supposed to be helping that African down there. Like, man, I, I, need, to, I need a secretary to kind of remind me about these things. He goes, oh, no. Always ready to help us in times of trouble. Always. So we will not fear the earthquakes. We will not fear when Earthquakes come, and the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the water surge. A river brings joy to the city of God, the sacred home of the Most High. Remember what Jesus said? I'm going to tap on that a little bit. The woman of the well. He said, what I give to you. The water I give to you, out of you will flow and bubble up springs and rivers. And I want you to think about that and connect it to this scripture that says, A river brings joy to the city of our God. Have you ever sometimes, maybe... Maybe it's just me. This sounds like I'm driving a car, and, I, and I'm not even thinking about anything else. All of a sudden, there will just be this surge of joy that just comes in. I don't know from like just it just seems like out of the blue. I just get giddy, and out of my mouth, man, I just start singing in tongues, just going into praises, just breaking forth into different things that I don't even know. Anyways. Maybe it's just my experience. And he goes on to say, God dwells in that city. 
It cannot be destroyed. From the very break of day, God will protect it. When the Holy Spirit came, right? Jesus said, right now, he's beside you. But very soon, he will be living in you. Living in you. Okay. I'll leave it there. I'll let you chew on that one. Psalms 28, 7 through 8. It says, the Lord is my strength and my shield. I trust him with all my heart. Oh, look like that verse came out there twice. Forget that. Let's move on. I'm supposed to repeat it, but I'll skip that. Isaiah 12, starting from verse 2. It says, see, God has come to save me. I will trust in him and not be afraid. The Lord God is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. Second Corinthians 12, 9 through 10. Each time, okay, this is Paul. And this should be pretty familiar scripture because we, I mean, at least for me, it's like one of those, I don't know whether you have those favorite scriptures that you go and grab in different moments so you can just remind yourself. This is one of those for me. It says, each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. I mean, all, we're all feeling weak where we are. We're all feeling pretty compromised. We're all feeling like we are the mercy of the COVID-19. We're the mercy of the government. But yet, but yet in the midst of that, I can pull from this scripture that says my grace is all you need and my power works best in weakness. So when I'm feeling absolutely utterly weak, then I know that his grace is actually at work at the same time. So now I'm, I'm glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can walk through me. So I can cry and say, you know, look, I don't have this thing figured out. Neither am I going to look upon my job and say that is my only source that I'm going to get. But I'm going to put my eyes on you knowing that your grace is at work and that you will sustain me and you will get me to the other side. That's why I take pleasure in my weakness and in insults and hardships and persecutions and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I'm weak, then I am strong. Second Timothy one six chapter one and then verse six through seven says, This is why I remind you to fan the flames. The spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but power, love, and of self discipline. That is our inheritance. That's what we have. There's not another narrative for us. Okay? There is not another narrative that we have, people. There is not another narrative. Because it's pretty clear. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. So anytime 
That fear is creeping in. You know that there is an intruder in the place. Because that is not our inheritance. That is the scriptures. And you've got to allow yourself for the, and allow the Holy Spirit to come in there and remind you of these things. And speak to your heart and strengthen your heart. As I do not have a spirit of fear. I was not given that part. What I've been given is really simple. Okay? Of power, love, and self-control. That's what I've been given. Power, love, and self-control. That is what absolutely operates in me. Everything else is a trespasser and illegal. And I feel like King David and all these other saints that have gone before us, Paul, they tapped into that secret of knowing how to strengthen themselves in the Lord. That no matter what storm came, they still stood in the same place on the foundation of Holy Ghost himself. And no matter the persecutions, the hardships, the difficulties that came through, yet they were still able to open their mouths and declare the goodness of the Lord. They were still able to declare the goodness of the Lord in the midst of it. And that's why we see in Psalms. That's why I love Psalms so much because you see King David's heart just continuously reflecting on the Lord. Continuously strengthening his soul in the Lord. Allowing Holy Spirit just to fit him. What is true? What makes us sober-minded? That which fills us with love for him. That which makes us think about his kingdom. That which makes us think about his love. Like those are the kind of things that I feel like the Lord wants to invite us into. So that we can see clearly, no matter whatever is going on. No matter the narrative that is being spoken, but you hear the narrative of the Holy Spirit saying, you are a beloved son. You belong. You have a seat at the Father's table. He's always with you. He'll never leave you nor ever abandon you. He's a good father. Mm. I want to finish with this one. And Becky, she's there. The Lord has blessed her with a message of grace. I don't know whether I know anybody else can preach the message of grace that, in, that gets imparted so deep. So I'm not Mama Becky. So I'm going to stick with the scriptures. Okay, this is Hebrews 12. I mean, sorry, Hebrews 4. Starting from verse 12 going through 16. It says, for the word of the Lord is alive and powerful. That's why I like reading a lot of scriptures. The word of the Lord is alive and powerful. It is sharper than any shepherd, shepherd's two-edged sword. Cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes. And he is the one to whom we are accountable. That might sound like negative. But think about if you have kids and your kids are accountable to you as a dad. 
you don't take that and abuse that part. You don't take that and say, since you're accountable to me, then I'm going to be as harsh as possible. If us who are imperfect and still growing in grace can actually extend that grace to our kids, how much more the father who knows all things, who nothing is hidden from him. So when we say we're accountable to him, that means that he's fully responsible for us. Okay. The same way I'm fully responsible for my kids, whether they're having a good day or a bad day. They are my responsibility. And it's with all my heart that I want to make sure they're taken care of. So, it goes on to say this. So then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. Okay, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God, the throne of grace. There we will receive his mercy, and we will find grace to help us when we need it the most. We will find, we will find, we will find we will find. We will find. Just want to live there. I'm going to pray. I don't have anything else. That was it. So, Father, I cannot thank you enough. I cannot thank you enough, Father, for your faithfulness, for your consistent, unfailing love, for your continuous graces that you pour upon us, for your mercies that are new every morning. For the big sacrifice of sending your one and only begotten son. That we may have life. That we may become sons and daughters. We cannot say thank you enough. We cannot say thank you enough, Jesus. We cannot say thank you enough, Holy Spirit, for living in us and leading us to all truth. And right now, I just release grace and I will release peace. I release a revelation of being strengthened in you and only you Lord. That we may stand on the foundation not only of our forefathers but the foundation that was laid down by Holy Spirit. That we may stand on that. That we may stand on that Lord. Encourage our hearts this morning. Help us Lord in any of the doubts that we have. Help us, Lord, have new ears and new hearts to hear something different, a different narrative, Lord. The narrative about your kingdom that is here to destroy the works of the enemy. That is here to destroy the works of the enemy. Not any other way, but here to destroy the works of the enemy. For that is the new kingdom that is being established, Lord. For everything else shall come and shall pass away. But your kingdom shall stand forth and firm and strong, Lord. And we say yes and amen to that. So the Lord bless you. May his absolute marvelous face shine upon you. 
May his grace carry you. And may your heart be open to hearing his voice daily. In Jesus' name, amen. Joy could you see beyond the grave?